In this episode, Kelly and Ingrid introduce some of Canada's best short animated films for kids. Welcome to We Teach French with your hosts, Kelly Burt and Ingrid Veilleux. We are two podcasters on a learning adventure in French immersion. In each episode, we dive into a different topic in French immersion. Thank you for joining us. Bonjour, Kelly. Bonjour, Ingrid. Nous voici. Comment ça va? Ça va très bien. And our topic today is a really good one. This is such an important part of our experience as Canadians. Today we are going to talk about l'Office National du Film du Canada, or the National Film Board. And CanCon, I love that term, Canadian content, if you're not from Canada, we'll, we'll be using that CanCon yes. term. And for those of you listening in Canada, think back to when you were a child. I remember from my own days at school, the NFB short films that used to be shown at school and still having access to them, whether through the NFB website or I've seen them on YouTube, brings back a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. So it is a real repository of Canadian culture. Yes. And it spans the decades. Yes. And it's not Hollywood. Absolutely not. That's what makes it so great. Yeah. Yes. And quirky. Quirky. Absolutely. Where are we going to get started? Well, today we're going to focus on, I know our plan is to focus on some short films. I think they're all animated. Um, short films, animated films that we use with our students in class. And uh, we're going to share some of our favorites and the ways that we've shown them in class and how we've used them in our teaching. Fantastic. I think I want to start with asthma tech. Okay. And I love it. I'm just going to preface our conversation by saying you introduced me to all of these short films and I love every single one of them. I know. And every one of them is unique. Mm -hmm. Everyone is different. Some, I do love some more than others, but mm -hmm. asthma tech is one of my favorites. It's yeah. such a great little story. Uh, and the students love it too. So asthma tech is the story of a young boy who has asthma. Um, he has um, a puffer, a puffer, and helps him out. And then he starts his um, imagination starts running one day, and he imagines it as his superpower, and he becomes a superhero. And he's in his drawings, he's a superhero who has asthma. And then he turns all of his friends with their own unique um, elements and aspects of their identity become their superpower. It's such a such a powerful and but cute little film. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was re-watching it, it was making me think of, we talk about inclusion and we talk about everyone's special, everyone's unique. But I don't know if you ever watched that SNL thing. Was it Dana Carvey? who would be like, isn't that special? And I feel like there is an element where we can add sarcasm to this uniqueness and take away from that authenticity where... We really do need to find the uniqueness in everyone. And I feel like this is a short film that takes something that's potentially a negative, a puffer, and really transforms this character into a superhero. Absolutely. And one of the strengths, I think, also for this particular short 
is that even when you watch it without sound and without dialogue, the pictures really do tell the story. So it's great for students who may be at the A1 or beginning levels of language learning because the the way this the story is told visually supports comprehension really effectively. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we wanted to connect it to our students' experience and uh, like outside of this film, first of all, they're going to know someone who has asthma, probably someone in the class or someone in their family. It's not so uncommon. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I was thinking about self-talk and how obviously we know the role of negative self-talk, but in a way he's rebranding or or reimagining something that's potentially negative. So mm-hmm. as an extension, students could do that themselves in their lives or with things around them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have a film you want to share with us? I'm going to mention one that it's called Venue de Loin. And it's about an immigration experience. Um, so it would be perfect in our curriculum. I think immigration is a grade five topic. So, but could be any, any grade really. But the push-pull factors that cause us to leave a country or to come to a country. In this case, a young girl named So Sung, um, she leaves her country because of war. And there's a lot of feeling words that could be um, talked about, la colère, la joie, la peur, la tristesse. One thing, just speaking of the non-language aspects, the tone is set through the use of music and instruments. The use of the violin particularly sets a tone. And then visually in the animation, she's made to be very small and the school is very big. Mm -hmm. And the story is... Uh, set. It's a girl who comes from another country. She has to attend a new school where she doesn't speak the language. She doesn't speak French. And one effective storytelling device I liked in that was when the teacher speaks, they make it incomprehensible. Like Charlie Brown. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And so you really have that experience. You can see the kids speaking you can see the teacher speaking but you don't understand what they're saying so you really empathize with her yes I think too and depending on where you are a teacher but I know where we teach we have many families who have come to Canada in the last few years or last several years and the students as well and I I feel always that this story resonates with with some students in our in our classes because of their own personal experience having moved to Canada from other places and having had to learn a new language or languages. And then of course the crisis in the story comes when she's sitting in the classroom suddenly she needs to use the washroom and she doesn't have the words to ask. Yes. So you can see the little beads of sweat on her forehead and yeah. What's another one? Um, another one I love is Fais bien attention. Fais bien attention is a short film, eight minutes from 2006. 
euh, ce court-métrage d'animation est en quelque sorte une version caraïbéenne du conte Hansel et Gretel. Two of the characters, Tina et Dalby, traversent le pont interdit et se retrouvent prisonniers de la méchante Mamazi, une cocoya, and that is un esprit maléfique. Uh, this story in the students when they watch it for the first time i can see them their their eyes and their reaction and what they say afterwards they realize this is a very common fairy tale story that children have heard they make all those connections so the students are very engaged when we watch this film it's um a popular one i also love the animation and i love how a mamazi la cocoya She kind of reminds me of the um, evil, do we call her the witch from Snow White? Oh, I don't know. But yes. the way they animate her when she becomes evil and the way her mm. hair goes, it really reminds me of that. But um, it's, it's great. Uh, really beautifully animated and a storyline that's very familiar, I find, with students. Mm -hmm. And that would make a nice contrast with the original version. Well, original. I mean, it probably is the original version of Hansel and mm, Gretel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I like that it's a different take on it. Because one of the things that I do want to mention and I talk about is that in all of these um, stories and films that we're going to mention today is that you're seeing, you're hearing voices and seeing stories told from around the world. Mm -hmm. So although this is mm -hmm. the um, Office National du Film du Canada, yeah. this story takes place in the Antilles, in the Caribbean. Where, and, um, and so you're, you're hearing stories from around the world, even though it's Canadian film board. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is a better reflection of the composition of Canadian society than it, as if you know, we were all from Europe. Exactly. And even if we just go back and recap, like the first one around Asthmatech, the second one about the young girl who's immigrated to Canada, this story that's what I love about this is the diversity of stories that are told and that um, it just presents the diversity of Canadian content and Canadian society let's talk about uh, la fille qui détestait les livres and is that the one where the characters come out of the books yes it's, I love it it is amazing you know what I love watching with the students Um, is that when they see the characters coming out of the books, they know what books some of the books are. Oh, because, that's so fun. Like the three blind mice or <laughs> the animals come out and they're like, oh, I know that story. Yeah. Uh, but the film is about a young girl who does not like to read. And in fact, she hates everything to do with books and reading. And it's very concerning for her parents who are avid readers and they love to read. Um, and then one day she's looking for her cat and books topple over and she enters the universe and all these imaginary characters come out of those books. An extension I was thinking of was if they could take books that they're reading and do some kind of a mashup of those, what kind of story could be inspired by this? I love it. What is the, that film? I think it's Shrek mm -hmm. where there's all these story characters that come together as well. So that would be another connection. Mm -hmm. But it is interesting to literacy practices in families are so different. So I could really relate to that house 
seeing all of those books sitting around. When my girls were little, I wondered, would they be avid readers? Would they enjoy books? Mm -hmm. Because books have always been such an important part of my life. So Yeah. And another thing, and again, in the same vein of what we've been talking about, is uh, the main character in this story. Her name is Nina, and it's a name from Sanskrit. And um, the, it is based on a book by Manjusha Pawagi. And again, just lots of diversity in the storytelling in these films. That would be amazing to get a hold of that book. A lot of these short films are based on books. Uh, I know many of these, if not all of them, these films are available in English as well. Oh, so okay. So I think possibly many of these titles, the books maybe have been translated into French, but... I think they were published in English. Another one on the list that I'm not sure what I think of it is called Christophe, je t'en prie, nettoie ta chambre. Mm -hmm. And the visuals of the grossness, of the unseen microscopic grossness are, what I don't know what the word is, they stay with you. Yeah. He, yes. His room is a disgusting mess. Yes. <laughs> so, and it feels epic-like, the saga, like the sounds, the visuals. It's has some really, it's a, it's a story about little things, but it's told in kind of a big way. Mm -hmm. I like how you've described that. And I thought it was, or it would be a good book to use that strategy we've mentioned before about or use it doing repeated viewings, but what is the main story? What is the side story? What is the hidden story? Mm. And this time, we usually talk about metaphorically hidden or maybe plotline, but what is literally hidden? What is microscopic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, true enough. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I enjoy that one too. And that one, like others, just a short seven minutes, not, not a long film, but tells the story. In seven minutes. I don't know if I, I would say I enjoy it, but it's compelling and I can't look away. Yes. And I think <laughs> I, I, I do recall students have um, audibly gasped and groaned when they see like the cockroaches and the disgusting mess. <laughs> La nuit des cafards. That's right. Oh, dear. Let's talk about our next short film, Des Lumières pour Gita. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorites. Mm. And I don't know if our listeners will have celebrated Diwali before, but I have had the privilege of being invited to Diwali celebrations. And we have a significant Indo-Canadian population uh, where we live. Um, and so I remember this was years ago, a family, um, I don't remember their specific heritage. I think it was more British than Indo-Canadian, but anyway but they invited me to join their Diwali celebration and then we all brought candles and lit them and it wasn't basically a meal and it wasn't really like a cultural education but it was a celebration and that um, participation just made me aware of this and now this short film has actually educated me on the background of that tradition. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed the visuals. I enjoyed, again, 
how, as in all of these films, I feel like it's not just really simple emotions that are expressed, but Mm -hmm. there is complexity. And sometimes you're really hopeful and then you're disappointed. And how do you manage disappointment? Um, So I find that um, aspect very interesting. I was also thinking it would be, again, another film that would be good for doing what is the main story. So what are the lights? Who is Gita? Quel est le problème? A secondary story, or a secondary story, second listening. Um, also, quel instrument entendu? Quelle tradition est-ce qu'on voit? Mm-hmm. There's so many different tra- traditions. I was thinking it would even be interesting, but maybe I'm like pushing it here. It would be interesting to listen to what verb tenses, if one has the mm. uh, the transcript playing, what verb tenses do you see and why are they using imparfait at this point, présent, because it really switches back and forth, but it's always closely identified with the specific reason for using the tense. Mm-hmm. And then l'histoire um, cachée, why have they moved to Canada or what else might um, students be wondering right and you sort of hinted at it through your description of the film the the film is about a young girl um eight years old who is has moved to Canada so she's in her new country and she's looking forward to celebrating Diwali but everything is different than New Delhi where she's from and that's very cold and very icy and it's winter and so a big snow a big ice storm le, la tempête de verglas uh, comes and as you said there's feelings of disappointment but then where does the story go for that from there how does Gita celebrate in this this important tradition and celebration but in her new country mm-hmm. and in her first year in the new country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah des lumières pour Gita I think our next one is a true Canadian classic. I agree, and quite different than the previous short films we've just mentioned. All of those short films um, date from like about 2002 to 2010, and they're a more current take on storytelling and diversity Mm -hmm. um, in Canada and around the world. And probably don't, like it's good to activate prior knowledge and make connections, but you could even just show them without too much background context. Right. Unlike this next So one. this one's so interesting and really different. So this one is Le Chandail. And for our Canadian listeners, you are probably familiar with the hockey sweater, Le Chandail de Hockey, a classic book, short story by Rock Carrier, um, uh, it was originally published in uh, 1979, and it goes back to the time in Quebec in the 1940s when all of the young um, children were idolizing Maurice Richard, who is a hockey hero in Canada. And I have a particular bit of, well, not so much knowledge, but the connection is that my husband was born and raised in Montreal. And he bleeds red, <laughs> white, and blue. He is a die-hard Habs fan. So the Habs are what we call Les Canadiens de Montréal, which is the Montreal Canadiens, which is the hockey team. A fun fact about the hockey sweater, just so people know, 
how important this is to our country. Yes. There is a quotation from this book on the 2013 Canadian $5 note. Yes. And so I'll read out the quotation. Please do. Les hivers de mon enfance étaient des saisons longues, longues. Nous vivions en trois lieux, l'école, l'église et la patinoire. Mais la vraie vie était sur la patinoire. So the winters of my childhood were long, long seasons. We lived in three places, the school, the church, and the skating rink. But our real life was on the skating rink. Yes. So this has such an important cultural element to it going way back. So this is going back to the 1940s, and they were around even before that. Um, and then um, the other cultural piece that's really important, so what the story is about, is the young boy in the story wants to get the number nine Maurice Richard jersey for Christmas. So his mother writes the letter to Monsieur Eton mm -hmm. and gets in the mail horror of all horrors Canadians will appreciate this he gets a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey and it is a disaster because there is no way this is the, one of the greatest hockey rivalries people you need to understand the level of rivalry between Toronto and Montreal so this is not going to do when he gets this jersey and again I feel like this is so relatable because we have so many um, people who cheer for their team. So no matter where you are, you can relate to this incredible rivalry mm -hmm. and this child's emotional roller coaster. How is he going to overcome this? Or will he? Exactly. And now, interesting that you mentioned the relatability. Because the last couple of years in my classes, I have very, very few students who choose hockey as their preferred sport. So all of my students, pretty much all of them, practice some kind of sport outside of school, whether a team sport or an individual sport, but not a lot play hockey. And even fewer, it seems, follow hockey as fans. Mm. So I've been a little shocked by this because it seems like in the past, every year I could have pretty robust conversations with my students about the Vancouver Canucks or hockey teams or how certain players are doing. So given what I've noticed, uh, I do find this is the video that needs a fair amount of uh, explanation from me. So I do have to set the context. I mean, you could go so deep, even if we refer back to your quote about the importance of the church, for example, in the community. But I do have to spend some time explaining the power of this hockey rivalry and the history and tradition of these hockey teams and the rivalry. So um, I do explain that and the students will be like, okay, madame, I don't know that they can fully, yeah. they live the experience and the intensity of this rivalry, but I do lay it out for them. And then um, we do watch it and I, I do show it. I will say it's probably one of the films that's, one of the least favorite that I've shown, and I, we know why, because I'll talk about one of the ways I like to show these films in class, but I still do show it because I do think it has a lot of historical and cultural import 
in our teaching. I, I absolutely agree. I feel like it is a must-see. Every child, whether in French immersion or English, should watch this film sometime in elementary school just to understand our country a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so an important element. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about two ways, just, and we've talked through this episode about the ways that we use these resources with our students and in our teaching in class, but two ways that have been really um, fun and enjoyable and engaging for my students. One is I had my students create a movie trailer. And so I gave them a choice. So we had watched about six to eight of the short films and then using iMovie, they had to come up with a little advertisement, a 30 minute, a 30 second, I should say, mm -hmm. a trailer to advertise the film and to um, publicize the film. Uh, and it was just a, a huge hit with the students. They loved it. Wow. That is such a clever idea. I absolutely love that. I totally can see why that would be engaging. Mm -hmm. And it was fun. And so I selected, so I created, I like to do that usually if I can, is to create a sample to show students kind of what it could look like, but more also to set expectations and criteria. And so I had done one for um, Fais bien attention, because that's one of my mm -hmm. favorites. And I love how it was kind of, and I did it sort of like a thriller style, like mm -hmm. what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, so the, the, the movie trailer was a big hit. And most of my students actually ended up selecting asthma tech. Oh, as interesting. Their, as their choice. There was a few other choices, but that was probably the most popular choice for that assignment. And how many students were working together? This was an individual assignment. Oh, they were doing it individually? Individually, oh, because okay. the last time I did it, the students were on remote learning. And ah. so it was something they did independently. That is such yeah. a fantastic idea. Yeah. Really great. So it was a lot of fun. And so if you have the access to the technology, if you have the tools, um, it's a great um, activity and creating a movie trailer is just one of those kind of mini projects that I've done in a few different ways and it usually is a pretty big hit with the students. Now when you originally told me about these or introduced me to these I think you were doing a different activity. Yes. Which is how we figured out which movies were most popular. That's right. So we did the brackets and so I know we've talked about this with songs. We've done this with songs. But um, one of the first ways I used this with my students was using like the um, March Madness college basketball bracket system where we watch set up the movies and they vote and select and only the most popular progresses to the next round. And um, that way the students are voting so they have to make a choice and it lends itself to repeated viewings of the ones that are popular and by doing the bracket activity we have discovered pretty clearly what is the most popular film amongst our own students mm -hmm. and i when i did the same because i copied the same idea from you I had the same result. Yeah. So I'd be super interested to know people teaching in other places across Canada or in other places around the world, if you were doing this kind of activity, I would be really interested to know what video, what short film comes up as the most popular. Mm -hmm. But for our students, drum roll, yeah. Ingrid, the most popular film on ONF is? 
Jamie Lowe, petite et timide. It is such a cute film. I rewatched it this morning before yes. we started recording. Yes. And I think the the number one thing that I was reminded of was that music. It is so catchy. The music's fantastic. It its style reminds me a little bit of the I Dream of Jean, Jeannie. It has a song. real 60s feel to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's about a girl who likes to draw. Her brother plays video games. Dad works at his computer. And so I thought even just the setting of the family is very relatable. Well, yes. And so the problem in the story then is that the father has to go to Hong Kong and work. And so she is missing her father terribly and waiting for his return to Canada. Mm -hmm. And I remember one year, I don't know if this is common with other students but or other teachers in your classes, but one year a majority of my students had their dads working abroad. And so I don't know the percentage in my last couple of classes, but um, I remember specifically how I was struck by the number of students. because We had read a book about Quebec, and the child was addressing the mom and dad by first name, as they do in Quebec, instead of saying mom and dad. And the parents had names for each other. And so I asked the students, so what your parents call each other? And a lot of them didn't know because they didn't hear their parents talking to each other. Wow. And yeah, and that's something, again, like I've noticed in the last couple of years of my teaching, that this is, whether it's a large number, but there's always one or a few students whose families in my own class have a parent, usually the father, working overseas. Or one of my students this year will say to me, I'm so excited, Madame Why My dad is coming home tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And he's told me this a few times, and so mm -hmm. I'm presuming the dad is back and forth quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it um, speaks to those students really powerfully. They, they have lived this experience. And also in our context, the fact that the father is going to Hong Kong, I know every year we're teaching students whose families have moved to Canada from Hong Kong as well. So mm -hmm. they... They know this experience. And again, like um, similar to the other films we've talked about, um, the, they deal with emotions and yes. complex emotions. So excitement, disappointment, anger, frustration, mm -hmm. and kind of unraveling how, how, does ang how does disappointment, frustration come out as anger sometimes? And then can one turn that around mm -hmm. but it is the visuals are adorable yes it's um, like a simple kind of line drawing animation yeah yeah it's lovely and I the one other thing I love about this one with the title Jamie Lo Petite et Timine so what I do find is after we've watched this one that the kids will be you just hear them saying Jamie Lo Petite et Timine because they get it it's catchy it sticks in their head and they repeat it and they hum that tune they do yeah yeah well, I really appreciate you sharing how you've used these. I love the movie trailer idea. I definitely want to do that with students in the future. And also, thank you for introducing me to these films. 
which were actually all new to me except for the hockey sweater. But yeah, just fantastic, interesting, not Hollywood, uh, great language content, visuals, yeah. and also a nice length to, to right. show in class. Because if it's a really long movie, you don't necessarily want to do repeated viewings. Whereas with a short film, we can break it up. But there's they're really rich. Yeah, and I love, like I've already stated, just to emphasize the point, is that you get these voices and stories in Canada and from around the world. It's so rich with both linguistic and sociocultural content. And you've also touched on the richness of the social-emotional content because a lot of the characters in these stories are dealing with ups and downs. And there's a few of those immigration and familial stories where we're happy and sad and struggling to, to adapt to this new situation. So I really um, appreciate all of those aspects of these films. And the other thing um, to mention about ONF is that in this episode of our podcast, we have really just touched the tip of the iceberg by mentioning this handful of short films. This, there are several others that I've used. We just haven't had a chance to talk about them today. That can be our part two or another episode. But um, if um, for our Canadian listeners, please make sure um, to, to check out this website if you haven't already. And from our listeners for around the world, I know Ingrid and I have talked today about the CanCon and the Canadian mm -hmm. content, but I, I feel um, confident that listeners in other places as well would appreciate these French language stories that can appeal to listeners from around the world. I, I couldn't agree more. And I noticed that on the ONF site, they also have their own curated lists. So... ONF doesn't just produce films for children. Yes. For young audiences, there's films for all audiences. Yes. And today we focused on animated films for kids. Yes. But there is so much there, and they have curated lists that one can check out. Right. And that reminds me of one other point I did want to mention for sure, is I always preview. Oh, yes. Right? Films before I show them in class, because... What may be culturally appropriate in one content, context may not be so in your community. So having said that, sometimes when I watch a music video or a short film that maybe is shown in a different French-speaking part of the world is appropriate, but I think about my community, and I think this might ruffle a few feathers. So having said that, in my experience, in my community teaching here, I feel like the content here is totally school-appropriate. But I always do advise teachers a preview. Make sure it's it's good for your community as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> oh, it's been an awesome episode. Yay. I hope that our our listeners will find these gems uh, valuable for them and their students in their context. Likewise, let's um let's have a film festival. That's right. <laughs>